Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. and Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Very happy to have the pleasure to speak with Brian Kinney. He's the host of MLB Now on MLB Network. They have a new Twitter account as well. You could follow them at MLB Now on Twitter. Brian, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Good to be with you. Very happy to have you. So I don't know if you're aware of what's going on right now with Matt Carpenter, but he has been quite the conversation in St. Louis, Brian. There are 274 players so far this year that have taken at least 30 plate appearances. And Matt Carpenter is ninth among those 274 players in average exit velocity. And he is 271st among those 274 in batting average. When you see something like this taking place, Brian, uh, what immediately comes to mind for you? Because for us, we've been trying to figure out what's gone wrong. That is odd. Uh, I was not aware of that discrepancy. I know he's not hitting and he didn't hit last year. Where is he in terms of, um, you know, like the basic barrel percentage, hard hit? Uh, you know, percentage and all of that. Like, really good where, where on everything, Brian. <laughs> it's so strange. Well, then it's then it's hard luck. I mean, if he's, I mean, it's one thing to say, all right, he's league averages, but if you're saying he's well above league average in how, not just like how hard he's hitting the ball, yeah. but like how often he's squaring it up, like barreling he's 99th a ninety ninth percentile right now in barrel rate. Ninety ninth percentile. That is real. That's insane to be hitting. You know, his OPS plus is. 21 (laughs) that's the hardest luck i've ever heard of uh ever and i guess that's why you know we refer to it on our show as mlb now as small sample sized theater because things it takes a while to even out but things normally are a lot closer uh you know your your woba what your weighted on base average should be close to your expected weighted on base average um so that he might have one of the biggest discrepancies in the league i think it's got to be you know, Brian, it's interesting, too, because Jeff Albert, of course, the hitting coach for the Cardinals, he came over and they tried to change the mindset a little bit of more slugging percentage, more power, and the Cardinals are doing that. They're tied with the Braves in most home runs this season, but it's either feast or famine. They're either hitting 14 home, they're hitting 14 runs with multiple home runs, or they're not scoring any runs. Is that sustainable to have that mindset from a team that's trying to compete in the NL Central? Hmm. Well, that's interesting. The whole philosophy is interesting uh, because... You know, it's strange. I, I used to really espouse the, uh, the, the type of hitting strategy that's, that's done now in the major leagues, which is swing hard, make you know, hard contact. When you can, you're going to strike out more. You're not going to make the same kind of contact. But what happens when the whole league swings that way? I think then it's almost anytime everybody zigs, you should zag. I think, you know, contact, consistent contact um, actually is a way to win now. And you're right. Look, I've watched probably more Yankee baseball than anything else being on the East Coast this year. And that's the same sort of thing. When the Yankees, you know, connect, they'll beat you up pretty good. 
but they're not beating you up every day. You know, you need consistent contact to go with your power hitters. And I think you can uh, overemphasize the power aspect, given that it's risk reward. You know, you are striking out more. You're not putting the ball in play as much. And that can hurt your consistency. Are we also seeing, Brian, with I, – and I'm not a guy that is, like, against the shift, but I'm asking this from the offensive side of things. With the positional positioning that we're seeing now defensively, is that also playing into some of these issues where teams know more or less where the ball is going more often than not, and so that plays into some of the quote-unquote bad luck? Is, is that also happening? Oh, there's no question. Um, yeah, if uh, that's a good point. If you're, you know, we kind of think of uh, your batting average for balls in play should, you know, once you hit your uh, your level that you have kind of a default setting, like that's your level that you're going to be hitting. Um, but if you are at a certain point where people are positioning you or, you know, are de- using defensive position to rob you of that, well, then kind of all bets are off. It's not the same sort of uh, situation. So, that is interesting that even for if, if you're more predictable, you're going to hit into more hard luck. Well, let me ask you this then. How do they play Matt Carpenter? Well, they play him into a severe shift all the time because in the past, his biggest issue has been he grounds out to second base all the time where he's hitting a, a, a fly ball into a shallow right field and guys are just positioned in the right place. The weird thing, Brian, is this year that hasn't been the case. He's still hitting to second base a decent amount, but a lot of it is going the other way. He has his highest opposite field um, percentage in like four years. He's actually going the other way a decent amount, but a lot of our listeners have kind of got in on this as well. Sometimes he's not hitting the ball hard the other way. He doesn't have quite as much exit velocity when he's pulling the ball this year so it is it is one of the strangest things as you said earlier that I have ever seen anytime that I look on a baseball savant page and I see a bunch of red circles for a guy like Matt Carpenter I'm like okay eventually that's going to even out and I just is it going to this year or not I'm I'm honestly not sure with him it's weird well if the shift is robbing him I mean you're really onto something I hope you don't mind if I write something up on this eventually please absolutely you because this is fascinating because Actually, um, when they look at ex-WOBA, right, this is expected weighted on base, they're looking at how hard you're hitting the ball and at what angle you're hitting the ball. Basically, you want a frozen rope. You want to hit a line drive. That's the ultimate. You want to hit it 100 miles an hour or more. But if you are being shifted on and you're hitting that into where they're playing you and you do it consistently, well, then it's the ex-WOBA is not your ex-WOBA. Because they're, pl- they're playing you differently. Like they're, uh, when we're, StatCast is looking at these things, they're not looking at defensive positioning. They're saying, how hard are you hitting the ball? But are you actually, if you're, you know, now leaps to mind is a guy like Brian McCann, the guy who was with the Astros and the Yankees. He hit it all the time right into that short right fielder. He just he had rope to him. So he could say, wow, I'm getting good contact. It's like, yeah, dude, but they play you there. So you've got to do something different. So probably while we're saying, oh, this is a lot of hard luck, it's like, well, no, they're playing you this way. You must hit it the other way. You must take them out of that shift. It's crazy, Brian. I'm looking at it right now, his WOBA. And for anybody that's uh, listening to this, and they're like, what are these guys talking about? Basically, how good are you offensively? To, to break it down into its simplest form. His is 194 on the year, which is a bottom three percentile in the league. His ex-WOBA that you've been referencing is 371. So it's he's half right now of what's expected of Matt Carpenter, based on that individual statistic. Right. But if they're all loading up on you in one side right. and you're hitting 
and you're, bar- you're hitting a barrel right at that fielder, and you're doing it consistently, well, your ex-woba is not telling you what your ex-woba is actually supposed to be. <laughs> it's because it's like, no, dude, they're standing there. And, and again, StatCast, they're not looking at it, well, is he spraying the ball? Is he hitting it the other way just as hard? They're just looking at how hard are you hitting the ball? And then what is the normal batting average and normal on base and normal slugging percentage from that type of hit? They're not looking at it that, oh, this guy hits the ball into, you know, is pulling the ball, he's pull heavy, and they have five fielders standing there. So, Brian, I think the biggest gripe for people in St. Louis for this Matt Carpenter situation is the fact that Mike Schill continues to, to run him out there into the batting order. And with all of this being said, from your perspective, does it make sense to continue to put this guy in the lineup to try and get on track? You know, I would I would tend to think so. Now, it depends on what your other options are, and it seems like they are fairly deep in the infield. Um, and, you know, especially now with the arrival of Arenado, and he's in that position. Um, so a guy at third base, you're kind of plugged up there. It, it's, I don't know, the track record is so good. At the same time, you can say, well, the last time he hit over league average was 2018. So, I don't know, I'm torn. I, I would have a tendency um, to try it. You know, I think that's in the real world, we can say, oh, you got to make a movie, you have to do this and that. But I think if you're in the real world, and you have Matt Carpenter, 35 years old, a former elite hitter, you're going to try to give him the reps necessary, uh, especially if you have the evidence you're saying. Because if he is hitting the ball hard, right, and there are extenuating circumstances with the shift, but if a guy is still hitting the ball hard, he's having good at-bats, I think things have to start turning around. We're talking to Brian Kenny here on 101 ESPN. He joins us via the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line. Brian, another guy that I wanted to ask is Mickman because my goodness, has he been great for the Cardinals once again this season. And he's now played 162 career games. And in those games, he's batting 280. He has a 780 OPS. He has a 5.2 wins above replacement war in that stretch. He's been a really, really good everyday player, but he plays all over the place. He plays second, short, third. He can play in the outfield. He's done that a lot for them this season. How much value, Brian, is there in a guy like Tommy Edmond, who I I always liken it to the Ben Zobrist role, who can kind of play all over the diamond and gives you that flexibility with the matchups? How much value is there in the modern game for a player like that? It's immensely valuable, and I think we underrate it. Uh, When you look at why the Rays uh, were the American League champions last year, they had, I think, uh, three players that, uh, or four players, excuse me, that played three different positions. And I mean regularly, like moved around. So you never quite get, you're utilizing your roster. You're never quite getting down to that kind of below, le- you know, replacement level player. Like, you, hey, we need someone to plug in this spot, bring someone up from the minors or someone who's at the very end of our bench, although the Rays use their whole bench. Uh, but they, they consistently have guys moving around. Also, the team they played in the World Series, the Dodgers, they do the same thing. Chris Taylor makes a lot of that possible. Max Muncy does that as well. And it just means on any given day when you need someone either out of the lineup for injury, rest, or matchup situations, you don't just, okay, now we go to our second team. You just move a few of your pieces around, and you still have basically your first team out there, especially your first team that is platooning, that has the platoon advantage. So, no, this is... This is, where the, this is where the competitive advantage is these days because everybody knows analytics. Everyone has a big baseball ops department. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and Zobrist was the forerunner, but now it's guys who play multiple positions. And a guy like Edmund who's playing defensive positions like Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor plays shortstop mm-hmm. center field. 
that's that's different than oh, I can play first base, second base. Uh, guys who can play those positions, it's it's extremely valuable, and it's one of those things that you say, how come this team's a little better than they are on paper? That's why. Brian, one more for me, and I want to ask you from the pitching perspective this season because I think that was a topic going into this year of what it was going to look like of starters or if bullpens were going to be overutilized. What are some of the trends that you've seen in the early portion of this season from pitching? Um, it's funny. I think pitching seems to be ahead of hitting a bit, and maybe I'm overreacting to the top end, but just at the time you think that you know starting pitching is is really on the wane, you kind of have this – um, new wave, the new influx of elite pitchers, guys. Uh, we knew about Trevor Bauer was on the way up, but Corbin Burns is now one of the top five pitchers in baseball. Uh, you have a bunch of players that are coming up. Now Shane Bieber is kind of establishing himself as well as elite. You no, know, he did last year, clearly, but you know, could he do it over a six-month season? Now we have a, a, just a bunch of new players, and Jack Flaherty is one of them, Walker Bueller, guys who are jumping up. And uh, I, don't, I like it. I mean, as much as I think bullpenning uh, is very effective, and I would, if I was on a team, I'd be utilizing it all the time. Um, it is good for the game and the entertainment value to have good starting pitchers. So we have had a good wave, and I think it's part of uh, also the analytics revolution where guys like you know Bauer or Burns and baseball ops teams are studying what works and making these guys with great stuff, uh, kind of engineering a pitching repertoire that works for the top pitchers. Brian, final question for you. What is something else in baseball so far this year that's caught your attention, whether it be a player, a team, a trend? What is something that you found fascinating that you're kind of fixating in on early in the season? All right, I'll tell you what I'm writing about today off the top of the show because I haven't had a chance to do it on MLB now. I've done it on MLB tonight. But I would tell you I am in favor of moving the pitching rubber back one foot. And, and I know you're that? stunned by that. But, but there, you've, something has to be done. Uh, the strikeout rate has gone up 15 straight years. I mean, it's broken a new major league record each year for 15 straight years. And in the Atlantic League, I'm sure you saw it last week, there's a proposal that in the Atlantic League Independent Baseball in the second half of their season, they're going to move the, the mounds back 61 feet, 6 inches. So it's one foot. And they say that they believe a 93-mile-an-hour fastball will now be a 91-mile-an-hour fastball, basically two ticks off a fastball. And I think something has to be done. That's a very big picture, but the strikeout rate is out of control. The three true outcomes, it's hijacked baseball. And sabermetrics was a big part of that, but it doesn't make it a better game. I think you need to do something to slow the velocity down and curb strikeouts. Brian, it's something we've been talking about a lot here, and I think that there are some in our audience that would have felt five years ago like they hated that idea that you just said. And I think now there are certain people that are definitely coming around on it. Brian, I could talk baseball with you all day, man. Always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. Hey, good. That was good stuff. And I'll, I'll attribute to you because I'm, I'm going to get on that carpenter thing. That's pretty good. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, whatever you do, we'd love to see it. We'll definitely pull that audio to find out what you find. Excellent. Thank awesome. you, guys.